You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. So it's episode 363 of the New Utah Podcast. We are three episodes away. Three? Is that what we decided for seven years? I think it's next week. Is it next week? Yeah. No. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. Because yeah. it would end at a four. Yep. Next week. Seven. So next week is our seven year episode anniversary. Do we have a, a special guest Magic. For next week? Wait, you ask me every time. You ask me every <laughs> fucking week. It's because I don't look that far out. It doesn't matter whether you, you don't look, look that one far week out. ahead on your calendar. It doesn't matter whether you do or not. I've not, literally told you every single time we've talked about this. I know. Not for the show calendar. Like my calendar calendar for like my life events and work. Yes. I live and die by it, which I'm going to. Okay. So this is so frustrating because I work for a larger company because our parent company is gigantic and they control our Microsoft account. It's one of the only like integrations we've actually done with them. Like they don't have control of all of our IT stuff, but we, they do all our Microsoft licensing. So, um, which fine. I mean, it's a cost that we don't have to pay except because of that. Like I can't use my mail app. I have to use the Outlook app because of the exchange services and they oh, want to. Yeah. And I mean, I, I know why from a security standpoint, it makes sense because they can wipe the mail off of the phone. Right. Um, and everything, but um, it's annoying because I can't keep everything in you one calendar. It. I have to have two different calendars that I look at, and it is so damn infuriating at times. I have two calendars as well. I do my best to put it all on one, but yeah, but you could sync them together. Like you could have both of them visible on like your Google, like on your phone. Yeah, Google will let you sync, so like I can look at my. Google uh, calendar and it will show my work stuff on my app on my yeah, phone. Yeah, because your work doesn't have the same restrictions. On I know email. why. I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, I just want to complain about that a little bit because I have to like, every time I get, make an appointment, I have to, if it's a personal appointment, I put it on my work calendar and I mark it as private just so that's the one I, I use more. If something's not on my calendar... I'll forget it or it won't happen. Uh-huh. It's not on purpose. It's just straight up. Just Well, it's like, you know, well, and if I have any appointments, like doctor's appointments and stuff like that, I not only have to block the time of the appointment, I have to block like at least a half hour around on either side. Otherwise, people will be like, oh, there's an opening. I'm just going to invite them to this thing. That's yep. I'm like, shit. I got to travel there, though. That's the problem. Yep. Like, I can't just not everything's a phone call these days anyway sorry that's enough chris bitching for the night i'm gonna stop bitching <laughs> um hopefully <laughs> um i did a bunch of dandelion work this weekend how'd that go um Try- i mean it went well except for there's still dandelions because they freaking come right back i did it in the rain on sunday <laughs> like, I went out there and it wasn't raining too much. And then it was kind of like, it felt more like a sprinkle breeze. Like it was pouring out there. I'm like, it didn't feel like it was pouring to me where I was at in the front yard. But I got most of the dandelions out of the front yard. I said, fuck the park strip because I'm ripping that shit out anyway. So I'm not doing it. Um, I'm still trying to decide if I have the gumption to replace the whole sprinkler system this year or if I'm just going to put my, uh, my sprinkler tractor in play and use that for the year to water the yards. So like last year, well, I've had, I've had my tractor for I think two years, but last year with all of the watering restrictions, I would just put it in between my garden beds. 
Yeah. And let my tractor weave in and out of the garden beds and not really bother with the rest of the lawn. Well, I mean, I, like, I still don't want to water a ton, mm-hmm. but last year, not watering the front at all is really, it's, it's come back to haunt me with the dead front lawn because it's starting to come back. I need to go out and mow, but like, it's, it's pretty dead up front. Um, and in the backyard, there's a big, sp- the backyard's just one giant weed patch that I have to go out and weed. <laughs> but like by the time I was done with the front yard and I was going to start on the backyard, then it was actually pouring and I'm like, I'm not going to do it in this weather. So I we stopped. Rain off and on on Sunday, but it didn't pour, but like off and on pretty much all day Sunday because that's when I was working on the hey, chicken cube. Can I say too, the rain, the, the temperature and the rain, like we couldn't have had a much better spring for our snowpack. It's been so far. It's been really good. Like I know that there's still some flooding going on, especially when we have like two it's or three. The one days time of we like that the weather is hot and cold and hot and cold. But yeah, like it's actually made a huge impact. We have not had massive widespread flooding because nope. we will have, you know, we have those like four or five days in like the upper seventies, low eighties, and then it cooled right back off, yep. which like really just mellows the amount you, of water. Yeah, had out. any flooding at your shop at all? Have you, Julia? Like nothing. Not to my knowledge, no. So that's good. Yeah. Because you're, you're like in the ugliest flood zone in the valley. Yeah. You wouldn't think it. It's like a whole half a block away from your shop. But <laughs> but that's good. I mean, yeah. I, I keep saying I would have rather wasted a Saturday filling sandbags and not need it yeah, than have you exactly. flood. So. Yeah. Well, like I saw a thing up in Bear Lake um, where they, they're digging canals. They're digging trenches because uh, the runoff – because they're – Bear Lake, unlike here where we have like the lower elevation and the higher elevation stuff that melts, Bear Lake is all high elevation basically. And so even the low elevation up there wasn't melting until recently and now it's all melting at the same time. Yep. Well, and then they're saying they're estimating 10 plus feet for the lake lake, to rise this year. Which is really good. And Bear Lake was one of the ones that fared the best out of this last few years of drought but it was still right like last year was really low like and it the, did better only because it's such a high elevation yeah and it th- what feeds it's a little different than everywhere else right. but but uh yeah it's still it's still struggled but lake powell yeah 70 feet right now they're raising a foot a day that's insane so they're anticipating 70 feet well, and I, they've already been doing a bunch of heavy releases down, downstream too, to old, uh, Lake Mead, which is necessary. So. Which needs it, cause that was down to a dirty swamp. That was puddle. down to finding the bodies that were in barrels for, how many did centuries. they find? Like seven? Something, something like, that. like that. Not all of them in barrels, <laughs> but the ones that were like stuffed in barrels certainly were murders. Like. Yeah. Well, and then they were down to, I don't know what they called critical level, but they were just they were, about there. Yeah. They were close to the dam not being able to operate, yeah. which would have been really, that, that would have been a huge problem. Because yeah, not only no water, but now no power. But we're also starting to see uh, the, especially some of the smaller dams around the area, like the smaller streams and stuff that have hydro dams on them, where the dams haven't been updated in 50 years, and they're not doing well. Right. Like there's dangers of some of them actually, you know, giving way, and that's not a good thing, so... Who needs dams when you're in a drought? It's just that year, that hundred year storm. Everyone comes right afterwards. That uh, just like Ogden, they still refuse to update their drainage. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's for the week. That's right. So is the coop done? The coop. So construction wise, we're basically done. 
I got uh, the lights in it this last week. So they're solar. So uh, I was able. So when it's winter, they just don't get lights. What you don't see the sun in the winter? Never. No, that. So <laughs> I'll still do the heat lamps in the winter yeah. if necessary. But these are solar on the inside. They're the little barn style lights. So I was able to run the wires down through the roofing system, kind of like how you guys uh-huh. did your wiring. Yeah. Um, and then off the back's a little solar panel. So you, don't, you you can't see it unless you go around. Do back, you have but, a battery or two storing power as well? No, it doesn't need to. It 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 holds. It's like eight hours or something. Oh, like that's plenty. That and then I've just got the setting from dusk to dawn, so it just turns on when obviously the sun goes down. So right now it'll run longer, but in the, in the wintertime it'll run less. But so it's nice. So there's light in there. I got the water system all redone and figured out. The food system all redone and figured out. So now I only have to water them and feed them about once a month. And clean their cage once a week still. And then you can walk out there and lift the thing and get the eggs without having to go in. So it's so they can be become more feral with less human interaction. Exactly. <laughs> and so how many do you have now, total? So I've got 29 at the moment. And how many of them are going to stop laying? Uh, ten of, nine, no, ten. Ten of them are the old. The old babies. So, so we got five eggs today, so that was... Pretty, That's a banner day for those chickens. That's doing pretty good for those old chickens. But I, I hate to get rid of them because they're at least laying some Yeah. until the chicks start laying. Then when the, the chicks start laying, the old ones are it's time to go. out of here because I, I, I don't want them as a pet and I can't afford dead. Like, well, and they're yeah. just going to live off you for a year and die anyway. Right. If that. So, yeah, well, KSL.com them and they'll be gone in an hour. Yeah. And there's no more Evo to have snacks, so... Rocky and there are no way. There's no way either of those two dogs would eat a chicken like they, Evo did. They did. They, they killed have. one because they ganged up on it. Yeah, but they didn't really know what to do with it after they killed it. When was this? Like a couple months ago. Before the last babies summer, came wasn't it? Before oh. it was like last fall or something oh, like right, that. Right after you got. But it's Kenobi just chases anything. Yeah. So one of them got out, and so it was a game. Unlike Ebo, who flat out killed and ate them. Yeah, Ebo tried to kill them. Like, he was hungry. He, was, he wanted chicken. Yeah. He likes chicken wings. But if they're all out, none of the dogs have ever been able to compete when they're all out. Because well, they'll yeah. just, all of them will turn on the dog and they're bigger than my dogs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they weren't bigger than Ebo, but size. even Ebo just, couldn't handle it. Just got to make it. sure they don't get the babies because those are eight I mean, baby. Look how big Josh was and he got chased out of the coop. That's right. I was by the rooster, but that's like that was the smallest damn but bird. The funny in there. thing is, it was a bantam, so it was this yeah. tiny little the little baby rooster, rooster half the size of the rest of the chickens. He was aggressive, though. It was fair. funny. Uh, I mean, Josh was threatening, so you know. Um, <laughs> we also did something else fun this weekend. I mean, kind of fun. Friday, it was kind you don't of think boring. It was fun. I mean, as fun as such events. Can look, be. sitting through commencement speeches when you're. F- it wasn't that bad, actually. I felt like it was not. I felt like the dean did a really good job of being inspirational. Their their professor that did like the motivational thing, like he was amazing. What was your time slot? Nine a.m. Okay, so my niece graduated. But I think she was like eleven. So that might so have been they were the one probably coming in when we were leaving. So Ashlyn, we uh, so we, we it was the College of Behavioral Sciences, which was the biggest of the colleges, which is I think why they did them first. And they um, they were nineteen hundred. I can't I think. remember. Maybe it was six. It might have been sixteen hundred undergrads wow. that they did in the ceremony. Like it was, and psychology, which That's is like, the degree that Sean got, the major Sean was in, 
was the biggest major in the university. That sounds like our high school graduation. It was <laughs> the U in total broke a record. It was the it was highest, the largest, largest graduating, graduating class. class ever. Like that's awesome. Like 10,000 kids. Holy crap. Well, and that's graduate and, and undergraduate. Right. So, Across the board. And that's all but, the different. But yeah. still 10,000 kids. Like that's bigger well, than some of the, kids. well, yeah, but 10,000 people, Folks. but it's bigger than, it's bigger than some of the colleges that's, in the state. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, it was interesting though, because like the program dedicated like four pages to awards to professors. And I'm like, who the fuck is this graduation for? Right. And she kept like acknowledging all these different awards for professors and shit. I didn't, I'm like, but she didn't like list all the names. So I was kind of grateful for that. I was like, who is this fucking for? Like these are <laughs> undergrads. Like these aren't graduate students. And even if they were like, this is for them, not for you fuckers to stand up and get acknowledged. Like, they they have to listen to you fuckers talk all day. I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, well. It was about, what, it was about an hour, hour and a half? Uh, like that. Hour and a half. About 90 minutes. Somewhere between an hour and a half, two hours. I know with, uh, with Ashland's, my dad was saying that they had people before and after, so it was one of those they kept it pretty much on time. Yeah, they were pretty it's quick. Pretty... We were the before. I, I, I will say getting out was a fucking nightmare. Like, because... Unlike normal stadium events where everyone is just trying to leave, this is a stadium event where everyone's going out into the main hallway and all the grads are coming out into the main hallway and where they've been separated for two plus hours. They all fucking stop and talk and you have, I mean, there were probably 20,000 people there. Well, then you got the next group coming in. Well, I don't think they were letting them in quite yet. But it's still Still just like a giant clusterfuck, like a total log jam of people inside and and out. We were down at the bottom, so we had like we're three rows back, and so we were clear down at the bottom. We had to wait for the entire top to <laughs> it empty took out. So long. Empty out. But it was overall good. Um, so for those of you that don't know, our our youngest daughter Sean graduated uh, from the university this weekend. Um, so good exciting. Stuff. It is interesting. Um, I I love my daughter dearly, but she has her sense of time is quite a bit warped partly because she has ADD um, but she has a very warped sense of like how much is too much because she's like I got, I got work and school and she works like three nights a week now granted she does 12 hour shifts I mean she's got a new job now but what she was doing is like 12 hour shifts three nights a week in school and she's like I don't have time you live five minutes away you have time to come over and do something but as we're sitting there one of the things they did towards the end is they started reading stories that had it was been at the sub- beginning no it was it right- was before they announced all of the graduates and listed Correct. everybody's name it was name. the last thing they did before the graduation announcements which was just feeding kids through a line for pictures so the last part of the actual ceremony outside of the tassel right. term, whatever, they were reading, the, the dean of the school was reading, um, stories. A few submissions, like six stories, or eight or yeah, stories that had been submitted about students that were nominated for just the amazing stuff they do. And like there was one student that had, uh, one student that was nominated because they had like a, they got in a fucking nasty car accident and like basically had to learn how to speak and talk again, wow. walk and everything and, and got their degree inside of four years. Uh, and there was another one that was like, uh, she started twice because she was a caregiver for someone else. Like a family and member that kept she, getting ill. She's like She worked 40 hours a week while going to school <laughs> full time. She volunteered at the hospital on the weekend. She did this other thing. Now to be fair, 
Sean is sleeping during the day yeah. while we're up and about and things are open. So it's very hard for her to like, but I like do stuff. But I, yeah, I'm hearing these stories of these people and I'm like, <laughs> that's someone that was really too busy. Like that's <laughs> so much stuff to take on as a human. Like I think about how much I do and I'm like, I am at a, like I'm at a point where like it's, I can't take on anymore, right? Like just the amount of stuff that I'm doing, but it was very interesting to hear how much some of these kids have done to, to try and get through school. So. And now she has a, like a nine to five job essentially Monday through Friday. So she won't know what to do with her time now. Now she'll, um, yeah. So she's taking the summer off and then she's got one more thing to do. And then she's going to take a couple years, I think, before she decides to go back for a master's. I think she needs a break. This job here is in a field that she wants to be in, in theory. And so she'll be able to really see if what she, what her plan was in terms of a master's is what she really wants to do mm-hmm. is working in that space for a couple of years will really give her that opportunity yeah. to check that out. So, um, and thankfully it's not the dead end job that she kept saying she wanted to apply for. <laughs> that's yeah. good. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's it for events or for, oh. for stuff. Uh, so the yard sale, we talked about it last yeah, week. Because it's at the end of the month. And they do have their location. It's the 40th Street Park in South Ogden. I assume if you're from South Ogden, you know what that is. I have no clue. But it's, for, it's just, on 40th Street. Just look up 40th Street Park <laughs> in your maps application. It'll take you there. So May 27th, 11 to 7. So basically it's like Riverdale, right? Isn't that the town that's right below Ogden? Yeah. It's like right at the border of Riverdale and Ogden if it's 40th Street. I think yeah, it's that's by right. where the, I'm pretty sure 40th is like right around where the college is. So, yeah, by Weber. I'm wondering if, or have you heard since you're a vendor, now that she's got an actual bigger space, is she taking on more vendors or is she? Um, uh, I don't think she's taking on new vendors, but I think she's letting people upgrade their sizes gotcha. if they want to. It's really close to take on new vendors because this is in two weeks. It's yeah. the 27th. There's, I guess, three weekends technically. That's really close to take on new vendors. I know she's, Still taking uh, volunteers. Anybody that wants to help with anything, she's more than happy to get you in there and help. So if you're interested, I don't. Does she have it listed under yard sale? What is she mm. listed under? Do you remember? I think I it's, don't know. It think was yard sale, but she just changed it. Like Ogden yard sale. Look it up. That it's. I'm sure it'll all be backlinked and everything. Yeah. So so anyway, they have their location now. So there you go couple other big events this month as far as my shop goes. On Saturday the 13th at Cocktail Collective, we have a mini art and gem fair. Um, and that'll be from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then on the 20th at my shop at 7 p.m., we have a minstrality and magic uh, presentation by My Club Red. What? What are you laughing oh, at? This is the... the- Minstrality and magic hosted by It's Mike. how to sync your periods to the lunar uh, cycles. And no, stuff. I get it. I get it. And <laughs> period self care. It's my, not for men. My you don't club get red. Come. My club red has got to be a. It's some men have periods. Is it like a specific? Uh, I got my club. <laughs> my club red. It's a period. It a, it's a period self care subscription box. Speaking oh, of periods, <laughs> so poor Sean. She needed a tampon oh, during her graduation, and she never purse. And they do not let you mix. Once the graduates are there and you're up there, like That's there is no mixing betwixt you. And so I got some lady's attention and like passed her a tampon as she went and found Sean and gave it to her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, kind of funny. Women working for women. I just thought the name was funny, like, and I didn't know what my club red was, but so it's a subscription box for tampons, basically. It's for self care stuff. So they, it's like tea and chocolate and like heat pads and that's good. That's awesome. And happy things. It's probably like a good twenty percent more expensive than a guy's self care package. Probably. But the guy's self care package. I, I've seen those. They come with axes and pocket <laughs> knives and coffee. They're pretty cool. <laughs> How's an axe a self care item? Because it's a man. Okay. We like to we like to chop shit. Zombie Ooh. apocalypse preparedness. Yeah, well, we talk. Did I talk about Sean's roommate's fucking zombie apocalypse arsenal? I that, think we did. That girl's fucking loaded. It's kind of funny. So the two girls that shot that came to Sean's graduation, um, they're actually uh, girls that she knew since high school, but they're they're both like loaded for bear. So they had to check one of their bags. Uh, they were only letting small bags in, and when they came back, they had taken a a elastic, not not like a hair tie, but like the kind that ha- come on clothes and tied them both together. So you couldn't just rip it apart. And so their bags were tied together. And so I'm looking down at the bags trying to see if I could untie it. And all of a sudden just a knife comes in. And this is my thought. That could be either one of those girls. I really don't know. I had to look up to see which one of them had the knife. It was knife. like a switchblade too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like Dory has like guns and a machete. She's got more than one machete. She's got this knife that has brass knuckles for handles with spikes on it. And and so, and uh, Maddie has like she has like a double sided like axe thing. And I think yeah. Dory has a gun too. Actually. So I know she has a gun for Christmas the last few years. I don't know why, but the boys, Brighton, Jonathan, and Tucker. Their whole thing is to see who can find the biggest and best machete for me. Nice. So I've got a, a strange collection of is machetes. It, is it in your garage? Are they all hanging up? No, they're in my room. No, no, no. You got to put them in the garage. So like, and hang them up like per- in your bedroom precariously. So in that- the closet with all my guns and stuff. No, no, no. You got in take- your bedroom. Yes. If someone That's breaks in, them. if someone breaks in, a machete's not going to do me any good in the garage. It'll do you really no, but see the garage is for the neighbors. It's not for you. Yeah, open that up because you're not using those machetes. Say, are you going like... to use a machete against someone who breaks in? Probably not. No, I have guns. But last year when we came home from the hog hunt, we sat out in the front yard and cleaned our guns. Look, man, if you're home invading and the dude you're home invading whips out a fucking machete, you turn around and run. You don't stick around. <laughs> like that motherfucker's got issues. If they're bu- if they're busting out a machete to deal with the home invasion, they want to inflict maximum damage without killing. I don't want you to die. I want you to remember this was a bad idea as I cut your fucking arm off. <laughs> I'm going to gut you so that you will live, but have to know, shit in a bag the rest of your life. At least I know I don't ever have to worry about Sean. Yeah, and, that was her and with her ADD, like I don't have to worry about her oh, actually she, having the weapon. She also rocks tasers and uh, mace with her, and so does Cass. So shitty world we live in where they feel like they have to carry that it's, stuff around. But they don't feel like they have to carry it. They actually have to carry yeah. it. Well, you know, Sean, who in high school had a boy get out of his car and come up to her window at a stoplight to ask for her Snapchat. And Cassie, who has literally been followed around by dudes after literally her car like got towed. chased in, in a parking lot. At night, like in called them us. Them in their and car the cops, and her like, like trying to get away from them. Yeah, not great. Crazy. Fucking people suck, man. Something that doesn't man. suck. Uh, Fear Factory paying off some lunch balances. For, so two schools in Salt Lake City, so some of the, the underprivileged schools in the Salt Lake area. Uh, 
I put a link to the article, but I'll just summarize for you. So one of the owners said uh, that they live in that general area, the downtown Salt Lake area, and he has a niece who would come over all the time and talk about how she felt sad because one of the little boys in her class didn't get to eat today because they don't have money. So in hearing that, they looked into it and um, they got with two of the schools in the Salt, downtown Salt Lake area and they paid off the entire lunch balance for every child in both of the schools. Which is really cool because one in ten kids in the state are in a food insecure environment. But it's fucking ridiculous. Well, what's ridiculous is that the state has $1.7 million in school lunch debt right now. I I don't know if we talked about it or not, but like mid-April the story came out. But basically... Kids like that, especially, and, and this is mostly poor kids. This is not well-to-do families. Uh, $1.7 million in school lunch debt. So I know, um, Heather in her school, there's a handful of kids that come to school hungry and us, meaning myself and Heather and some of the other office ladies have put together food like we donated. So that when a kid comes hungry, they can come to the front office and have something. So it it is sad that that it's that way. Yeah, it's insane. It's it's abs- and it's it doesn't need to happen. Like it's not expensive to feed kids. And you know what? This is coming from this is from a coming from a kid that uh, was on school lunch programs his whole life, right? Like I'm telling you, the breakfast that I got fed uh, at in Texas, because it didn't happen past Texas, none of the Wyoming schools did breakfast. But the breakfast in Texas was amazing. The breakfast in Texas. I got I got breakfast and lunch, and that was sometimes. Not growing up, we were on the lunch. Yeah, all that, the time. Of course, back when I was a kid, when you were on lunch, they had the kids who got the free lunch in a separate line. They still do. We oh, they still do. No, they don't. I didn't. So they got they were in a separate line and they they would go in front. And I think we had to hold up a yellow card for the anyway. We had so we, they all of our lunches were done with like tickets basically and the free lunch tickets were a different color yeah. but you stood in the same line and so it was a lot less embarrassing uh to be the free lunch kid but uh yeah I had free lunches the whole time growing up like even into high school we qualified for free lunches cuz I was so fucking poor I did all through grade school junior high into high school I probably did I just didn't care at that point cuz I had a job and money so I'd buy my own yeah. lunch or, or Yeah whatever. like we, and I, it, there were there were I mean literally there were days I was the only thing I ate was what I got at school and whatever I could get from other people on their trays at school. I remember, like, people wouldn't want to eat their food, and I'd be like, I'll eat that. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Like the chicken and stuff. Like that. I'm okay, just going to have your chicken. Yeah, I'll have your mashed potatoes. Like, I'll have whatever the fuck you leave on your tray. I was that kid, and, and breaking a test, I was still, like, 92 pounds skinny. of nothing. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't that skinny. I mean, I got really skinny after high school, but... No, Jeremy was, like, Don skinny. I was never fat. <laughs> By any stretch of the imagination, but, um, yeah, man. Anyway, but, but kudos to Fear Factory. Yeah. That is a really cool thing that they, that they did as being part of the community and reaching out and clearing the entire balance for two whole schools in their area. It's a, it's a bummer that that exists. I mean, Granite School District alone is $400,000. Alpine School District, 200000 That surprises me. Alpine? Alpine, $200,000. But I know being Jordan School District is what my kids in. Like I said, Heather and the other ladies in the, in the front office 
help provide food for the kids that come to school hungry. Yeah, it's um, it's a problem. I, I it's it's really sad. It's kind of fucked up. Um, so we were supposed to have a guest uh, today. They did not confirm. Um, and when we tried to confirm, their domain wasn't registered anymore. And I'm really bummed. Hopefully, we'll be able to get back in contact with them and have them on the show at some point. Um, but we decided we were going to do. Uh, some national park stuff, but then we decided that, um, instead, because Mother's Day is this Saturday, Sun- Sunday, Sunday, it's yeah. always on Sunday. Sorry. Um, I'm this weekend. <laughs> this is not, this is not a typical Mother's Day for me. Like usually I already have like shit completely extravagantly planned for Brie and, uh, this Mother's Day snuck up on me. So. Um, it's, I feel like it's early in the, in the month because May started right. on a Sunday and so. It's it's kind of early. Oh, that's why it feels so early. Because, yeah. Cause it's, I mean, technically, it's still the third week, but May started on a Sunday. It started on a Monday. So, I mean, on a, yeah, Monday. So, so. It's, it's always the second Sunday. Always the second Sunday. I meant second. Yeah. But some months, depending on where. It's it, kind of the third week. You have usually. a full, yeah. Yeah, and so it's it's it does seem kind of early in the month. Like I'm used to like I feel like the 18th seems to be a regular yeah. rough time frame, but it's the 14th this year, uh, this Sunday, uh, and so we thought we'd talk a little bit about um, Mother's Day. Oh, I did want to say one thing real quick. I'm gonna go back to water before I forget. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't play in the fucking water, people. And don't let your dogs play in the water. Don't. There's already been dogs that have died uh, in some of the local streams. Don't go fucking swimming in that cesspool at Sugar House Park. Um, I've seen some aerial photos of that, by the way. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, but don't go swimming. At, don't recreate in the waterways right now. Um, they are not only super dangerous because of the flow, because the flow is really high, but also there's a ton of debris. Because every time we have an avalanche or a mudslide or something like that, which we've had a bunch, Little Cottonwood Canyon was closed for like a week. Yeah, um, I saw the videos of it coming right through the road. Yeah, it was insane. But that stuff all ends up in the waterway, which means it all comes downstream, which means there's big debris uh, that is that like, is coming that in. that can kill you uh, that, or impale that you. That you may not see and like suddenly you have a fucking tree branch sticking out of your midsection. So stay out of the water. Also, uh, they're warning you to stay out of the water because... Um, when you're in the water, um, this time of year, there's a lot of contaminants oh, that yeah. haven't filtered out. So like those mudslides, well, guess what happens up in the mountains? People take shits, unfortunately, oh. wherever they fucking want dogs, especially dogs and cats well, and stuff. And what you don't see is the dead raccoon 10 feet yes. up. Yes. And that and stuff. When it goes across the road and maybe takes out some of the road and yeah, all of all the, the oil, oil and yeah, car contaminants. And so there are a lot of pollutants and biological hazards in the water as well. And you, you cannot swim in water and not get it in your mouth. It's literally impossible to do unless you're well, wearing like a fucking poor helmet. Women, like you really don't want to swim in that. So in other areas. Yeah. <laughs> well, so just stay out of the water for now. It will be safe later in this in the summer. Um, where we have, you know, the natural filters kind of are, are able to do their thing, but there's so much of it now. There's no real natural filtration on most of that stuff, and so you're really kind of taking your shit into your own hands. So back to Mother's Day. Kind of literally. (laughs) Don't take your mom to go swimming in one of the creeks. That's uh, kind of weird. At the Sugar House Park. Yeah. Mom, let's go go kayaking. 
Let's go kayak in Sugar House Park. Don't do that. Like it's gross. That, that water's nasty right now. Anyway, it looks bad. <laughs> it's because it's like filled up the like. Also, Sugar House Park. A lot of bums hang out there. A lot of bums shit in the woods there. Do they really? Oh fuck yeah! I don't remember ever seeing and a bum there. Just like oh, at yeah. the. Uh, That's because you don't go over by the fence line. Just like at the farmers market. Every time we go. Chris always finds it. Well, human excrement. It's not every time we go. It's every time we go with someone and I tell them about bum shitting on the trees at Pioneer Park and they don't believe me. And inevitably, when I tell the story, like the last time I told the story, I looked over at the was, tree next to me and there was literally a pile of shit. It was when the, we went and Heather was with us. And there was poo. You could see where they leaned up against the tree, like back up against the tree and took a dump and it like rolled down the tree. And there's the human, <laughs> not dog, human excrement at the foot of the tree. It happens every time I tell that, tell those stories. So. You're fine. I'm just asking Jeremy a question. You can keep going. You're very distracting for me. That's right you. That's not my fault. That's why I said for me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so, uh, Mother's Day, um, you wanted to do some history on Mother's Day? Yes. So I, I kind of did my usual. I started finding history, but it was boring. So I found more like some facts and some more fun information. So, so Mother's Day is a recent holiday for those that Yeah, relatively know. speaking. Like, period. And it is very much a U.S. thing, though there are similar right. celebrations outside the, the country. All right. So as we just discussed, Mother's Day isn't always on the same date each year. But it's always the second Sunday of the month. Of the month of May. Of the month of May. This year being the 14th. It's a roaming holiday, like Memorial Day and Labor Day and stuff. It just moves around. Right. Christmas. Any of them that's on... Father's Day. Yeah. Specific date. More calls are made on Mother's Day than any other day of the year. Approximately 122 million calls. Wow. So can we talk about the history? <laughs> most of those are, are you just going to skip over Mormon. it? No, I've got most history in here too. Most of those are Mormon missionaries calling home. Probably. I, I would like to talk a little bit about the history. It is interesting. If you want to start with that, it's in here, but we okay. can start with that if you want. I, okay. So back in the early 1900s, um, there was uh, a woman, what the hell was her name? I have um, it. Uh, like Ava something. Or Anna other. Jarvis. Anna Jarvis. So she basically wanted to um, memorialize her mom because her mom was amazing. And right. Anna Jarvis never had kids, by the way. So let's see. Yeah. So, yeah, Anna Jarvis's mother was Anne Reeves Jarvis, right? who started the push for Mother's Day. And she actually, well, not Mother's Day really in the way that we think of it, but this was during the Civil War. Uh, she put together a thing where every year the mothers would get together regardless of what side you were on, and they would do things for their families. They would try to do things for the soldiers. So that's kind of how it started in the United States. And then she pushed it to be other sorts of after the Civil War, it was still mothers getting together once a year to do different things. So it was her daughter uh, who, to commemorate all of the hard work her mother had did, is the one who actually pushed it really to be the Mother's Day that we it. know it yeah. is. And so in the, the early 1900s, she makes this push at, as her mom dies in 1905, yep. basically. Yep. Um, so she ends up creating this... M- she she got backing from a department store owner yep uh to do a celebration and 1908 was the first one yep um and it was a methodist thing initially cuz she was a methodist uh and then um to promote it over the years she 
got flower shops to help her promote it and like do arrangements and present like gifts and flowers and things like that for, for mothers. Uh, and a lot of people started adopting it. Um, and then Woodrow Wilson in 1914 officially signed a measure establishing it as a, as a holiday. Um, she had done a huge letter signing program and got thousands and thousands of people to, to write to the president and, and made a big push for it. And basically like her argument was we have all these celebrations and holidays commemorating things that men did and right. never anything for the women. And so we gave them a holiday that was on a Sunday so that we don't have to actually give a fucking day off of work for anyone. <laughs> so Sunday's the holiday, the day that everyone usually takes off. Anyway, that's your holiday. Women, you go women. Well, Father's Day is on a Sunday, too. Yeah, but we got like 1,500 other holidays that commemorate us. Even Christmas commemorates man. So it was kind of funny because I, I was reading some of the same history. She gets a, a store owner and flower shops to help her get the whole thing started. But but what's funny is after a few years. By 1920, yeah. She's had enough of the commercialism, and she actually fights to get it taken away because she's like this isn't what i wanted it's been totally commercialized this was supposed to be a day to celebrate your moms not to buy stuff not to give them things and so uh she fought it until she died at the age of 84 in a sanitarium so i now don't do anything for my mom for mother's day just the uh, way she would have wanted it. which is (laughs) exactly how uh miss jarvis would have wanted it um because you know I will say, so Mother's Day, not unlike Valentine's Day uh, and a bunch of other random days, is just a commercialized pile of crap. It doesn't really carry the same meaning that it used to in a, in a lot of ways. Like, busiest days for floral shops are those two days. Yeah. Val- not Valentine's? Val- no, I, that's, those are the two that I so, called so I, out. So if, if I want to go back to some of Yeah, yeah. So now let's go to some of your facts. I just, I, yes. I found the same thing hilarious that like... You went the to creator of this day, the one that pushed, who started commercialized, was like, oh, my God, what did I do? I this is terrible. Like, right. It's like not. Easter now. And so here we are a hundred years later, and it's still one of the most commercialized holidays. Right. So Mother's Day is the third highest selling holiday for flowers and plants. Oh. Um, Christmas, Hanukkah. Are above Mother's Day? Above Mother's Day. For flowers and plants. I guess because of the plants thing, because of like poinsettias and crap. And I guess huge. a tree's a plant, Christmas tree's a plant. I, exactly. Yeah, no, that's exactly, you're right. Maybe but. that's how they're looking at that. Um, one of the earliest Mother's Day celebrations was actually in ancient Greece. The Greeks celebrated the honor. Is it Rhea? 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 I don't fucking know. The goddess of fertility, motherhood, and... I think it's Rhea. Rhea. So, ancient Greece... Um, Normally, Mother's Day is the busiest day of the year for restaurants. Huh. <laughs> Let me tell you why. We're going to actually talk about that in, in some of the additional stuff we do, but it's because mom cooks. Yep. And, and especially on, uh, especially on Sundays, right? Most like moms do. Sundays are, you know, especially for church going folks, like Sundays are usually like a nice big family meal. That's, that's like the pot roast. Funny at our house is Sunday's usually the day I make the biggest meal. But because your ass is home, yeah, everyone else at church. But anyway, uh, but yes, according to the hungry, national, learn about Jesus. <laughs> that's also why pot roasts are popular because you can put them in the crock pot and for, go to church for yeah. four hours, or have a dad who doesn't home. go to church to make you food. 
And I make some pretty good stuff. Anyway, that's according to the National Restaurant Association. 48% of people make plans to go to a restaurant for Mother's Day. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, it's not surprising, but that's, that's kind of the last thing I want to do. Yeah. Well, there's a, like, if I go out for Valentine's Day, which I do like to sometimes take the wife out for a nice Valentine's Day dinner, we never fucking go on Valentine's Day. It's yeah. always bef- the week before yeah. or the week after. Because it's a shit show on it Valentine's is. Day. And we're the same way. We're, we're, I mean, Heather and I will do stuff for Valentine's, but not like on Valentine's. Usually like the week before or after, like, like avoid yeah. the craziness. Go to dinner, do something like that. So in 2022, so this list, by the way, came out like a week ago. In 2022, though, over $31 billion was spent on Mother's Day. That is fucking absurd. The average shopper spent $215 on gifts for their mother's according to the National Retail Federation. Wow, I'm cheap. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Brian and I are fucking cheap, but my mom, you know what she's getting for Mother's Day? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> he will probably won't even text her. Uh-uh. Probably not. I probably won't even send her a message saying Happy Mother's Day. So, the most popular gift for Mother's Day is a greeting card. Yep, very impersonal. That's what moms are into. Probably flowers or second, if Com- I had to guess. Completely impersonal. Here's a fucking card I got with my name in it. Last year, so 2022, approximately 152 million Mother's Day cards were sent. Jesus. <laughs> we got Bree's mom a card from the dollar store. Back Mother's- to being cheap. Mother's Day is celebrated. It was to hold her gift card. I know, I know. Because I get her a gift card so she can go buy her um, perennials every year. Get whatever she wants. Yeah. Sometimes that's easier. So Mother's Day is celebrated around the world. Uh, it's at different days and different times. U.S., Great Britain, Canada, Costa Rica, blah, blah, blah. We all celebrate at the same time. But other countries, uh, Asia, India, different places like that, celebrate at different times of the year. Yeah, a lot of them tie it in with International Women's Day. There's right. a ton that do that. So, Yes. Forty-one percent of Americans plan to buy their mom jewelry. Nope. Says flowers still remain the most popular, with almost seventy-two percent of Americans buying flowers, but forty-one percent it's jewelry. Wow, that's a lot of jewelry, and it's never the good jewelry. No, it's they're not buying like diamond tennis bracelets. They're buying like it's like the crap at Walmart that comes with a necklace, a bracelet, and two earrings for yeah. Or like the, hey, I got you this. It's got gems for each of your kids in it. Yeah. That would be the most boring ring for my mom. Just one gem. One gem. She would love it. If you got her a fucking ring with your birthstone as the centerpiece, she would love it. And if you did it with your birthstone and the girls. If I added the girls, she would love it. But I don't think she would care about mine. Not true. Your mom loves you. She would never take that off again. Yeah, but my birthstone's a topaz. Yeah, it's a pretty birthstone. A lot of old people like topaz. Your mom likes Native topaz American shit. Topaz is expensive. Shit. It's ugly. It so, just makes me think Native American. There's champagne American. topaz. Say, it's, not, it's not one well, of my favorites. there's blue topaz. But. Blue topaz is pretty, but just regular topaz. Well, is especially ugly. here in Utah, topaz is a to- big. Yeah. Silver topaz. Just go. Get, just get yeah, your mom. But, November, to- but my actual birthstone is not any of those. It's just gold topaz just get her some topaz and like a denim jacket with the fringe mine's a ruby can you get me a ruby so my ring mom's. for my birthday <laughs> what a quinkitink J- just can you have this encrusted in rubies <laughs> no but i have my grandma's ruby ring you do so c- i don't know why my grandma has a ruby ring because her birthday was in february because she liked it it was a gift who knows so some countries observe mother's day 
with ancient festivities such as in India they celebrate and I'm going to murder this uh Durga Puja Durga Puja is that even close probably close? Puja any idea uh, it's a festival that pays homages to to the mother goddess Durga the festival is a 10 day event that takes place around September or October I'm sure I destroyed all of those yep <laughs> Uh, according to the twenty, uh, according to the twenty twenty two report, the average age for first time mothers in the United States is thirty, because wow. women are waiting to have children. That that's an interesting little factoid that I wasn't aware of, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, because think about it: when we were kids, that was not like moms were moms by twenty. Yeah. And so, had multiple kids. By the time they were thirty, they were probably about done. So, kids. so, well, so, because of the area that we're in, that's not really the case countrywide. Uh, I mean, I would no, like truly, like in other places, there people are a little bit older than that nowadays. But Chris is saying, like when we were kids, yeah, like our parents did not. Like your mom was way abnormal. Our parents did not wait. My mom was twenty. My mom was nineteen. My mom was eighteen. Yeah, and like. There's, but that there, was totally normal. I mean, like, yeah, that wasn't like abnormal. Like, twenty early twenties was normal to have kids back in the eighty, the seventies, and the eighties. Um, and then, like now, though, it makes sense because it's that that would be you know essentially my generation. Uh, and I know quite a few people and younger, like millennials, basically, because I'm right on the cusp there between X and millennial. And millennials, Zenial. millennials in general all waited to have babies yeah. because they were fucking smart and like, I don't want to have a shitty childhood, like for my kid. Like, <laughs> I want to fucking figure my life out and be in a position where I can have a kid. Well, and now, like, you just can't afford to even do anything. Yeah. So why get married? I think that that age is likely going to go up even more, though, with Gen Z now, because I think Gen Z, they're, they're in an even worse position than millennials. Yeah. Like, they're coming. Well, they're just now getting out of college. They're my kids and they're not going, they're not walking into amazing careers coming out so of college. So my parents age, my parents, you got married and you bought a house. I mean, you got yeah, married. I got married and bought a house. I mean, you got married and bought a house like the week you got married kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. same. And it wasn't. You can't do that now. It, I lived, I lived in uh, mine and Don's house like two weeks before we got married. So and your, yeah. your average house is six times so annual salary now. You our generation was the very tail end of being able to do that. Yep. My but, generation got out of college and walked into a fucking recession. Right. And debt. Whereas yeah. like my grandparents, my grandma, I think both my grandmas were 16 when they got married. Mm-hmm. Uh and same thing, they walked right into a house. My grandma lied to my grandpa and she was 15. Also the life expectancy was a lot shorter in the 40s. Like, like you, yeah. Think about it. Like life expectancy in the My 40s. My parents were born in the 40s. <laughs> life expectancy in the 40s was roughly 70 years old. Yeah. And as we were born, like it had pushed up even further right. and like it was damn near 80. And now it's going back this down. This is one of those cases where my parents are way older than everybody else's because my parents were born in the 40s. My grandparents were born in like the 20s and the 1900s. Yeah, again. And even my dad's dad. Was born at the end of the 1800s. Yeah. What did we find out? 1897 or something, something like that. Like that. But uh, that's crazy. Uh, again, like your parents had you really late because yeah. of the issues, which is why you're a test tube baby, sort of. Not a test tube baby. Right. That's our so. Anyway, no use. That, that age is shifting significantly, and that's an interesting. Number and the number of kids sure. people have has dropped down to one or two. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. all I have. 
journey. Again, it's again, it's a responsibility thing. It is people going, I can't, like, I can't sustain and live a decent life and provide a good life for my kids if there's more than two. Well, when I was a kid, you could have eight kids and your mom could still stay at home. Well, and the, the difference too is most of most of you didn't go back, right? Like, but now a lot of kids have to go back. So if you or have leave. six kids that don't leave or half of them come back, like, I mean, we're, we're both like us and, and you are in a fairly unique situation where our kids left and are trying to stay gone, like trying to have, a, but even, even Maya, Maya's not, she's not living with you guys, but they're living with Tucker's folks, right? right? Yeah. Cause well, like Cass, just, Cass had to come back and she's temporarily yeah. living with her dad because you have to have at least two incomes to get yeah. a decent place. And I mean, average, average rent in this country is like just shy of $2,000. Yeah. It's way more it's than like, my mortgage. Yeah. yeah. Which is insane. Like, right. it's, it's completely unaffordable for people making $15 an hour. Yeah. Uh, beauty salons and spas also get a huge Mother's Day bill. Oh, like spa, yes. but really the beauty salon? Last I year. Nails and stuff, huh? Last year, over $2 billion. I, okay. So over $2 billion spent on gift cards, of Probably. which half of that never got spent. Yeah, my, I right. never And they all just carry that shit right. on their books. Cause I got Heather <laughs> a massage last year for Mother's Day. She still hasn't redeemed it. Yeah. yeah. I think Chris got me one. That's like, why people sell gift cards. I think. Oh, I know. <laughs> like a few years ago. Well, not a few years ago. Like one of the first few years that Chris and I were together, he got me a card and I never. You gotta be, you gotta be careful with the gift card thing though. Cause like some state law, like you can't just write them off. You have to keep them forever. Other states allow you to claim breakage after a certain amount of time. Has There's passed. some that have con that are written in that like every year they, they decline by a certain amount of money until there's just none left. Um, yeah, there's some stuff that do- there's a lot of states like in the state of Utah, they can't just automatically deduct that it's actually against the law in the state of Utah yeah. for them. And if you have a gift card over $50 in the state of Utah, when you're ready to claim that as breakage, you have to post that gift card amount to the state. So basically you kind of have to put a lien on it essentially is what it is, but you have to post that up to the state. And if the person doesn't claim it in a year, then you can write it off as breakage uh, or as, you know, okay, this income is never coming like this money is never coming back to me to, you know, get it off your liabilities. Right. So. so the average American buys 2.8 Mother's Day cards a year because most people give it to mothers, mother-in-laws, grandmothers, sisters, stepmoms, wives. Yeah. I only ever buy one. I, I don't usually buy any. I don't even think I buy you Mother's Day cards most years. I do get you flowers. You did frequently. last year. You got me that cool Yoda one. Yeah. That was more than just a card though. That yeah. Was like that a, was part of my gift. That was a whole thing. So, so rather than just doing the boring, just flat out history, I thought that was kind of some fun. Yeah. Those are some interesting facts for sure. Facts. Um, and then we had some other stuff we wanted to talk about because so mother's As the Day, only mom in this room. I feel like moms really just want a break, like an actual break, not a break where you're like cooking and saying, honey, where's this honey? Where's that? <laughs> but like a literal, like they, they can do whatever they want, whether it's to read or, you know, whatever it might be where they just, they get the day to do what they want guilt free. Yeah. And I don't think that you should f- make them go out to eat. 
like that. Like I know people I mean, you could like, ask them and maybe they like it, but yeah. But also maybe mom just wants to fucking chill at home in her sweatpants and not get all done up to go to brunch. And not do anything. Um, but in the yeah. event that she does want to go to brunch. <laughs> it's probably too late now to get a reservation. Uh, yeah. And brunch spots, brunch spots are a, a big deal on Sundays in general, but, uh, you know, Utah's got quite a few really good brunch spots, so we thought we'd we'd uh, mention a few of them uh, as we go. This picture for Avenues proper it's looks disgusting. gross. It looks fucking nasty. <laughs> like I don't know why they posted that. Like picture. it looks. I don't like the mashed potatoes are icky. The potatoes look like they're dry and bland. And like, who wants a big old it uncooked even, jalapeno just it stuck on top of like it? It doesn't look like a fucking brunch plate. It looks like garbage. Now, if you look <laughs> at the other one that I had linked um, from Salt Plate City, they have a chicken and waffles. You with linked breakfast. another one? Yeah, there's two in there. Oh. The shop is one, and the brunches are brunch. See, to spot. me, brunch, chicken waffles—that'd be brunch. That's that'd a be, good brunch. That's and, a good brunch. And the Salt uh, Plate, the Salt Plate City listing for Avenues Proper has a chicken and waffles with eggs on top that actually looks oh, amazing. Oh, look at that French toast from Salt Lake Eater. So, yeah, Salt Plate City knows how to do a food blog. By the way, that if you're curious, looks delicious. Um, I would go there, saltplatecity.com. So, can we have French toast for dinner on Mother's Day? For dinner or breakfast? I don't eat breakfast. Okay, we can have it for dinner. See, uh-huh. look at that. I got to write that down or I'm going to fucking forget. Do you want like fancy stuffed French toast? Yeah. Okay. It's beauty of living with a chef. Also, I never <laughs> have to ask her where something's at because it's my That's not true. Yeah, when she goes, like when I, like, I'm like, oh, babe, I'm going to go play magic all day on a Saturday. And I come back and there's shit in different spots. And I'm like, what happened to my kitchen? It's healthy to reorganize. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay, Salt Lake City Eatery or SLC Eatery, which is uh, in the ballpark neighborhood, uh, is a pretty good brunch spot. Ooh, tradition looks yum. Uh, we've got Cafe uh, Nietzsche uh, up in like... Um, I don't like biscuits and gravy, so I skipped that one. What is that? The is that film? Is that the Fillmore area? The, the Fillmore district? What do they call that district? The Harvey Milk Boulevard? On uh, like seventh yeah. east and third south. I know what you're talking about, but I'm not sure what they call it. Um, I know what, exactly what you're talking though. There's a tradition on fifth east and ninth south. Like a lot of these are right next to each other. Um, Ochre, um, which is right in the middle of downtown, um, off of uh, First Ooh, and Broadway. That looks yummy. Is like the Little America on your on the list? Um, I don't know, but they're a very popular brunch yeah. spot. Eggs in the city. I know that Cassie really likes that. Her and her her friends go to Eggs oh, in the city in, in for Creek. like almost all of the like birthday celebrations that they do. We did so. that Little America two years ago for Brandy's birthday. That was that's of, that's the Grand that America. Was high oh, the tea. Grand America. And that, that was high tea. tea. But Grand America also does a brunch. Like they probably do a special Mother's Day brunch. Little America always does a Sunday brunch. Um, at this point in time, you're not getting in though, because I'm uh, sure. It was... I don't know that that's necessarily true. You might on the buffet side, but maybe not on the like in Sit down any other plated side. places. Yeah. So there's there's Oasis Cafe, Publix Kitchen, uh, Roots Cafe. Oh yeah, I see the better picture in Avenues proper now. Yeah. I don't even like uh chicken and waffles, but that actually looks good. Uh, Sweet Lake Biscuits and Limeade, which is actually, there's a location in Ballpark. There's also one out in Draper. Um, Roots Cafe. If you like biscuits and gravy, I would suggest it. If you don't like biscuits and gravy, probably not the place to go. Uh, <laughs> Hub and Spoke Diner is really good. Left Fork Grill, also a really great spot. Um, oh, Lizzie's has one, too. So, that looks yummy. So when you think of brunch, Chris, what kind of food do you think of when you think of brunch? So... 
for me, brunch is like steak and eggs. Chicken fried steak and eggs is very brunchy. Um, I think eggs of, Benedict is very brunchy. Yeah, like much more uh, savory uh, dishes. And a little more substantial than just like like eggs and hash browns and toast. Yeah, usually there's a a bigger chunk of protein. Yeah, uh, of some sort. Uh, I also think of. Like Tex-Mex makes, like there's really good Tex-Mex, uh, type stuff for brunch. So like burritos and stuff like that sometimes. Um, but I also think of, um, mimosas and Bloody Marys mm, and things like that. Breakfast alcohol. And I will say this. <laughs> if you just give me a lunch menu with a couple of breakfast items on it, that is not brunch, you fucking assholes. Yeah. Or a breakfast menu with a hamburger. Like a hamburger. That's not brunch. No. That's breakfast. And you're serving a burger with it if you want. Um, so my, some of my favorite breakfast or some of my favorite brunch spots, I actually love market streets brunch. Market street grill does an amazing brunch. They do like seafood omelets and like, um, eggs Benedict with like crab on top. And their French toast is big and thick and they usually give you like a ham steak instead of like just a piece of ham. Salads are also something that's really popular with brunch, having a really good hearty salad. Um, and then, you know, like the really fancy breakfast stuff, like really fancy pastries, um, French toast, like different kinds of stuffed French toast. Um, it's not the typical like diner style right. brunch like or breakfast. It's it's a little bit bigger than that, right? So and it's usually Trolley a cottage a cafe? blend of something that's more savory with with the breakfast foods. Like that. That's from the trolley cottage cafe. Yeah, that thing looks good. I that looks like a brunch. Steak and eggs. Is one of my favorites. Once again, you got the steak, which is traditionally a dinner, but the eggs, which is traditionally breakfast, put together. Oh, they mix. So That's well. the first picture of pig in a jelly jar that I've ever seen that looks good. Again, I think pig in a jelly jar is really known for their breakfasty foods. I think their lunch is not that great, and you probably just. Got, I hate their lunch. Yeah. So, but I, I, so Market Street Grill's a, a favorite of mine. You know, one that's not on these lists because they're so focused on Salt Lake City proper. Um, Sunday's brunch out in Draper is fucking amazing. That place is so good. You can go there any day of the week, by the way. Um, but that's a really good brunch spot. Um, it will undoubtedly be completely packed. Um, but they have a really good mix of drinks. Brunch also usually there's, uh, like, a good brunch will have table pastries, whether it's mm-hmm. cinnamon rolls or sweet rolls or some kind of croissant or croissant. some croissant, uh, stuff like that. Like typically you're going to see like shareable, like danishes and crap like that as like that because you get the, the bread first type deal. <laughs> so on this list, it lists blue jeans and then says no longer serving food. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're, uh, closed. But, uh, like, why are they on this list? Yeah, well, this, cause this was a list that was put together and then has been updated. Cause it's the Madeline permanently closed. Yeah, like, they've got, they updated it at least. Um, so yeah, those are the kind of places that I like for brunch. Mm. Also, now this is one that's a little out there and not a traditional brunch in the, like, American brunch sense, but Red Maple has unbelievably good dim sum and they have like they really do dim sum on on sundays and uh that's a very traditional sort of chinese uh sunday um like like morning lunch thing really good stuff for a a brunch date porcupine does a pretty good brunch too I I disagree with you. I like it. I think it's good. Porcupine to me is the place that just smashes a breakfast menu with a lunch menu and calls it brunch to me 
That's how I felt when we went there no, last time. I think, and Fiddler's was not a good brunch. No, we Fiddler's not either. Fiddler's didn't even like really have it. They served Italian fucking sausage. Instead of Link sausage. They said it was Link's, but it was actually an Italian sausage. Fiddler's is a dinner place. That's like, all there is to it. Well, and lunch and a bar. It's mostly a bar. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mind fiddlers, but that was not a place for brunch for breakfast. So like when I think of like brunch too, I also think of like crepes with Oh yeah, like, crepes would be young. Like filled crepes or crepes with like berries on I love crepes. Crepes I like really savory good. crepes too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like both the more desserty and the savory. Yeah. Uh yeah. So that Yeah. So anyway, um if you do want to go out to brunch, I would re- recommend getting a reservation now for somewhere, but a lot of places are gonna be full. Um, you know, also one thing that a lot of people like to do for Mother's Day is, uh, I don't know why, I guess it's just because of planting season, um, get flowers and like, like plants to plant in the ground, not just flowers. Like that's what we do for Bree's mom. Well, we don't actually do that. We get her gift cards. So she can go get what she she wants. Get bulbs and that stuff. Well, not bulbs necessarily, but just like the stuff that die, like petunias and things like that. Yeah, the stuff that you have to plant every year, so. Um, there are some really cool gardens out there though, um, that you could go. Yeah, I know. Um, I was reiterating that. Uh, so, um, Thanksgiving point, for example, has, you know, beautiful, uh, flowers and stuff this time of year. Um, I don't think secret Lake's going to be in bloom yet (laughs) or mirror Lake. Like those hiking trails are probably still full of snow right now. now. Yeah. Although I did see. Like, uh, I don't remember where I saw it. It was, maybe it was on Fox or KSL, but they had a really good photo compare of one month ago and today, uh, on, well, maybe it was yesterday, uh, on a trail, one of the trails up in the mountains. And you can see how much the snow melt is. Like, there's still snow, but it went from like, you know, feet to you can see the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I don't think that spring is sprung necessarily in the mountains, uh, in particular. So, uh, but there are lots of other places. I'm sure. What's that place down on 72nd and the the little goalie there um, with the Gardner Village? Oh, yeah. Gardner I bet Village. they do a brunch at Gardner oh, yeah. Village. At Archibald's. That's yeah, their main That's restaurant. the name of the place, Archibald's. Um, yeah, but they do a brunch there and they also do weird Mother's Day shit. So, um, but I am kind of with Bree. Um, do something nice for your mom. Don't force her to leave the house. Um, you know. Let her have a day where maybe, you you know, for some moms, maybe you take the fucking kids and go somewhere. (laughs) Let her just have a fucking day by herself. That might be what she wants. But you should probably ask her because maybe she wants to spend Mother's Day with her kids uh, and do some fun stuff with her kids. But she wants you to, like, actually do all of the parenting. Yeah. Like, you get to be the asshole for once. (laughs) (laughs) You get to be the rule setter. Uh, Maybe uh, you can just go get some ice cream and make her a fucking Sunday at home. Like... It's amazing, moms in general, how little makes them truly happy. Uh, and well, it has more to do with the thought because the rest of the year people just don't even think about that stuff. Yeah, and so thinking about yeah, like, so grabbing roses at the gas station. Yeah, that's a gift, but it's not a thoughtful gift. Man, I got to tell you, that's my favorite thing to see. I go to like fucking Harmon's on a Mother's Day on or, or the Saturday night before or- and see how many fucking dudes are picking up flowers. Uh, All of know. them. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it'll be like flowers and a card and some Or chocolates. like Harmon's does usually does like strawberry 
no, oh, yeah, strawberry dipped chocolate, chocolate dipped yeah. strawberries. <laughs> and you see, you see like all of these guys in line with that or like their kids are in tow and their kids are like, it's this balloon. Yeah. I guarantee your mom does not want a balloon. I do love balloons, but I don't. You know what you're getting now, right? (laughs) You're going to fucking mild. You're going to get one of those unicorns, like those giant fucking. That I would love. That would be awesome. Harmon's every once in a while will have one on display where they blow up. It's like life-sized ass. It's not life-sized. Well, I mean, who knows how big a unicorn really is? You ever seen one? It's the size of a horse. Have you ever seen one? Yes. When? When I was a little (laughs) kid and I dreamed. (laughs) But they'll do like, like it's as big as we are, like, and it's like multiple sections of mylar balloon and they'll put them out on display. That's awesome. That's a fucking cool balloon. I want that balloon. Um, So anyway, hopefully you could do something really nice for your mom or you could be like me and do nothing because I'm a terrible son. Um, And uh, hopefully you have a good weekend. Um, Let's pull this card right here. It's time for weekly affirmations. Be the person you needed when you were a kid. Whoa. <laughs> That's pretty appropriate. Did you need someone who protected you? Did you need unconditional love? Did you need more attention? This Did is a sad praise? one for you, Chris. Very sad. <laughs> Did you need to know someone had your back? <laughs> You're a big kid now, and you can do that for the little pipsqueak still living inside your rib cage. Jeremy, did you need someone who cooked you good meals? Yeah. So, um, there you go. Well, you can come over to my house. I cook good meals all the time. Well, Heather um, cooks amazing. It was growing up. His mom was a terrible cook. That's why he was skinny. I know. My mom was not a terrible cook. She just didn't do it. So, when she did it. Yeah. So, I did every, learn yeah, Every skills, time his mom has ever cooked anything for us, it's been oh, delicious. She's a fucking great cook. But um, she just didn't cook enough when I was a kid because, you know. Too busy. Well, you got to be home. She was drunk. You got to be home before 2 a.m. Right. (laughs) Anyway, this isn't Pity Chris Party. This is me being the person. Yeah, this started out with you bitching and ended us with this pitying you. What the hell? Yeah, that's right. It's a pity party for Chris, motherfuckers. (laughs) Um, Can we call it Pity Party for Chris? Oh, (laughs) Party for Chris. That's a good title. Good job. Um, We've been full circle this episode. (laughs) Okay, I have a serious question for you guys before we end the show. No. Um, Sometimes 12. Someone asked me, uh, yeah, I, my food mistress, to be more specific, Scotty, who's probably already stopped listening at this point if he's listening, um, asked me the other day where a good place to get cheese fries was. And my honest answer was the training table. I was, was just going to say that. The best. They were the best yeah. cheese fries, period, for a long time, but they're gone. Didn't so, they come back? Uh, there's, uh, there's, there's rumors. Sort of coming back, maybe, but... but so that's my question to you. Where are the best cheese fries now? I don't like cheese fries. Leatherbees, I guess. That's the only place I've been to that has cheese fries. Ew. You know, I uh, Longhorn Steakhouse does cheese fries. And and last time I went there, which was a long time ago, I think you were with me. We went for someone's something. I don't know. I don't someone. like cheese fries. And uh, But they had... Okay, cheese that's a, fries. That's a like sad day. That might fix shit. a lot of your problems if you have cheese, cheese fries. You no, to... just get me make me constipated. <laughs> um, I make cheese fries sometimes at home. Um, but I don't eat those. I he, love... he makes the fries and then I put them on my plate and then he melts the cheese in the microwave. I know In-N-Out makes cheese fries with fucking American cheese. Ew, yeah. In-N-Out's oh, yeah. fries are disgusting. They are not good. There was a, The thing with um, training table. Training tables. Their fries were amazing. Yeah, they had good fries. So they started with good fries, and 
and they had different kinds yeah. and different stuff you could buy. I love. I think uh, I think Paige had suggested um, La Frontera because they have chili verde fries huh. and cheese, and that would be good because they have the fries that I like, which are like the really shitty, like limpy, soggy, like thick cut fries. <laughs> I like thick cut fries, oh, but that lo- doesn't sound good. They're, they're, but they're like. They're like the the wide ones that are kind of thin, but they're like this wide, and then they're like probably not fried to be crisp. That's the and then they put that like red it's a seasoning. Mexican restaurant. What the fuck are they doing serving fries? So you can the taste the potato. Fries. Yeah, it's the best, man. It's also, a Mexican restaurant. Don't go know, to a Mexican restaurant to eat. French you know who fries. has really good fries? Peruvian restaurants. Oh yeah, they have frites. That Peruvian restaurants serve. Everything on a bed and of pro- fries. I was just going to say, and probably have cheese fries. Literally serve everything on beds of fries. Like you get a steak. It's it like a bed of a rice bed of only. It's like yeah. if you go to an Indian restaurant and everything's on rice, this and is I, everything on fries. Well, the first time I had a Peru, like I went to a Peruvian restaurant, I didn't realize that and it didn't make any sense. And then I was like, wait, they fucking grow a shit ton of potatoes there because it's all volcanic soil. It's just like, it's like Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> yeah. They grow a lot of potatoes in Peru. So I like how you pointed like. That's to Idaho this way that way so I mean you were right but it was just funny I do, I do remember as a kid learning the hard way when you get a steak and they put it on bread you don't want to eat that bread no that's to catch the grease it's just like uh when you get bread at um pretty bird you don't really eat that that piece of bread that's underneath your chicken bullshit Oh, I eat it. <laughs> uh, it's the, for it's, the exact same reason. It's like when you go. For grease. It's like when you go to a Chinese restaurant and you order appetizers and they come out on a bed of cabbage. You don't that eat ca- the cabbage and the, the slice of orange, do you? The cabbage is there to catch the grease off of whatever those fried appetizers are, like the 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 uh, wontons or whatever. That's what the that's what the cabbage is there for. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> now that you've, I, I now that we told you not to eat the garnish on your food, <laughs> I still don't have an answer. Maybe one of our listeners can enlighten us as to where the best cheese fries are now. Um, Maybe that's our new question. Where, where are the, the best, best cheese, cheese fries? fries? That actually would be funny. We should start asking <laughs> guests that. Where are the best cheese fries in Utah? New question. Uh, what best place to eat? At TNU Podcast is the uh, tag for us and all the socials. Uh, com is our website. Um, that's it. Be nice to your mom. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs>